Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I'm Bill Yates, the editor-in-chief of the journal, and today we will be discussing the article, Kabbalin-1 Regulation of Disrupted in Schizophrenia 1 is a Potential Therapeutic Target for Schizophrenia. This paper was included in January's APS Select, a collection of the very best original research articles published by the American Physiological Society. Before we begin, let's have our guests introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sean Stalker, an associate editor for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I am a professor at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine and specialize in hypothalamic control of body fluid homeostasis, behavior, and autonomic function. Hello, my name is Brian Head. I am a research scientist at the Veterans Affairs Hospital in San Diego, California, and I am also an associate professor in the Department of Anesthesia at the University of California, San Diego. I study uh, membrane signaling and neuronal systems, specifically looking at molecular mechanisms that lead to synaptic plasticity and neuroregeneration after injury and or in the setting of disease. Brian, our podcasts have a very broad audience. Could you provide a bit of background on your work, including the genetic determinants of schizophrenia? Sure. So uh, myself and, and colleagues have been studying uh, proteins within the membrane that help to transduce signals between neighboring neurons. And uh, we work closely with the Department of Psychology and Psychiatry here uh, at the VA and San Diego to better understand what molecular signals lead to impaired plasticity and cognitive dysfunction, especially in the setting of schizophrenia. So we wanted to better understand what genes are involved and whether or not caviolin has any uh, influence or modulation on these genes in the setting of schizophrenia. In this study, you and your team investigated the potential relationship between two proteins, caviolin-1 and disrupted schizophrenia-1. First, what is the function and relative role of each protein in the normal brain, and what role do they have in neurological disorders such as schizophrenia? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, so DIS-1 itself is highly expressed in the hippocampus, which is a, a brain region that's really important for learning and memory. Uh, DIS-1 has been shown to be involved in neurogenesis, which is a process in which neurons form new extensions or processes that allow them to communicate with uh, neighboring or even distant neurons, such as axons and synapses. Uh, loss of DIS-1 has been shown to cause deficits in neuronal proliferation as well as the growth of these processes that are critical for maintaining a normal circuit uh, within the brain. In fact, loss of DIS-1 results in phenotypes that are very similar to those exhibited by individuals suffering from schizophrenia. Caviolin-1 specifically is a cell membrane protein that's very important for neural signaling as well as trafficking and synapse formation. Uh, loss of caviolin alters signaling and growth. In fact, uh, mice that are deficient in CAV1 actually have reduced DIS-1 expression levels. So we wanted to see if there was any connection between these two proteins and whether or not re-expression of caviolin could potentially rescue the phenotype that we see. In this regard, why did you suspect a functional relationship between the two proteins? In other words, what led you to conduct the experiments reported in your article? So uh, DIS-1, as I uh, mentioned earlier, is very important for signaling as well as it localizes two synapses. Uh, we previously showed that CAV1 
is very important for synaptic plasticity as well as the formation of synapses. So we sought to determine whether altering CAB1 levels, either by decreasing or overexpressing, would affect this one levels, and it actually did. We then proceeded to see if these two proteins were in similar protein complexes, and by performing a simple experiment called co-immunoprecipitation in both uh, neurons from rodents as well as human neurons from induced pluripotent stem cells, we found that these two proteins were in similar protein complexes and potentially could be involved in the movement of vesicles throughout neurons that are very important for communication between neurons. However, this latter hypothesis still needs to be tested in various neuronal models. How do you plan to follow up on these findings? So one thing we'd like to try to do is actually obtain some human neurons that are derived from these induced pluripotent stem cells from the skin biopsies of schizophrenia patients to one, see if disc levels are, are in fact altered, and two, to see if we can recapitulate our findings in the present study. That is, if we overexpress caviolin, can we then rescue disc expression levels as well as enhance proteins involved in synaptic plasticity. Do you think this work will ever lead to new treatments for schizophrenia? That's a very good question and probably the most important question. Uh, this still remains to be known. In addition to psychosis, schizophrenia results in cognitive impairments due to altered plasticity as well as impaired signaling that leads to communication between one neuron to other circuits. An example of a model of schizophrenia where rodents are removed prior to the weaning and creates a social isolation, there is impaired signaling and key reasons of the hippocampus. So our current study would show that overexpression of CAB1 restored plasticity in the hippocampus. And we do actually hold a patent on this therapy through UCSD and the VA in hopes of potentially treating neurological disorders that include schizophrenia as well as other forms of neurodegeneration. I'd like to thank Sean and Brian for participating in today's discussion of the article Caviolin 1 Regulation of Disrupted in Schizophrenia 1 as a Potential Therapeutic Target for Schizophrenia, part of the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. Music